Content warning. The Dread Dome contains adult language, descriptions of gore, and horror scenarios. Listener discretion is advised. The stakes are high and the tension is higher. Built on horror and psychological thrillers, Dread provides an experience unlike any other tabletop RPG playthrough. Dread is for an ideal number of three to six players and employs a Jenga tower in place of, say, dice or tokens. For perception, investigation, attacks, and more, the Game Master... That's me! ...decides how many blocks must be pulled, and players must make pulls from that Jenga tower with only one hand. As the game progresses and pulls are made, the tower becomes more precarious. The threat of the tower falling looms as every decision pulls you closer to your potential doom. Other than the pulling of a block or three, players have two alternative choices. They can either forfeit the pull with their action or voluntarily push the tower over, ensuring success but sacrificing their character's life, what is known as a heroic push. If the tower falls early, it incites a significant consequence. Players could shoot themselves in the foot, alert the monster with their snooping, or mistakenly wash their weapons down a river, etc. But if it falls late in the game, the last player to touch the tower loses their character's life to the dreadful will of the game. Forever. In this week's game, we dive headfirst into the heart of Moose and Myth Country, Nova Scotia, Canada. A group of high school best friends are reunited on a road trip to a music festival in Ontario, traveling in their own little mystery machine. But driving down the interstate at night can lead to trouble, especially when mingled with the local mythos from the indigenous tribes that used to roam these forests hundreds of years ago. Buckle up, keep your eyes on the road, and have a protein bar if you're feeling hungry. Join our players as they travel down the winding roads and see if they can make it out of the Dread Dome. Welcome to the Dread Dome. This week we are playing the game 1661. I am your DM, Mark. And joining me today we have the other members of Honeystack Studios. We have CJ, we have Chelsea, and we have Shelby. And with that, let's get into character introductions. CJ, would you mind introducing us to your character? Uh, my character's name this week is Miles O'Malley. Miles is a uh, a bit of a nerd. He he likes himself uh, a nice game of Dungeons and Dragons. He likes video games. He likes a lot of escapist fiction. Uh, he's a big old dweeb. He's a big tall lanky dweeb. I'd say he's somewhere in the realm of like six three and is built like a particularly thin broom handle. He's a very skinny guy. Built like um, a corn dog. Built <laughs> like a corn dog. Uh, he's got black hair. It's very straight and it's cut very short to his head. He's not the prettiest looking gentleman. He's got a nose that is a little too large and features that are not quite symmetrical enough. And he wears uh, some pretty thick glasses. He has contacts. He will not wear them because they make his eyes feel icky. He likes to dress in classic gamer attire. He's got like portal, the cake is a lie shirt. Yep, Like perfect. three variations of that that he wears most days. It's a lot of think geek graphic tees. And then, like, jeans and cheap Walmart sneakers. I love some cheap Walmart um, sneakers. Two questions. Two questions. One, 
Do you have like you know the gamer scent? Oh man. Okay. So God. here's the thing. You knew Miles back in high school, yeah. right? Miles did not shower in high school. Okay. I think Miles showered a grand total of like six, eleven times over the four year course of high school. But since then, has has made at least some improvements with grooming. Instead of having very long, very greasy hair, he now has very short, very greasy hair. Okay, uh, that's like the kind up. of grease where you put like a McDonald's napkin on it and it oh, like picks. Yeah, up. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, it sticks. You take your hand away, and the napkin's still there. And uh, back a I'm gonna say, I'm gonna see, say he discovered Old Spice and Axe body spray, oh, no, and that's too been much, a huh? that's been a game changer for him. So he smells like body odor and. Too He's, much Axe body spray? I feel like the body odor is a little less now, but the Axe body spray is much higher. Uh, the second question I was going to ask question. you is, like, other things we might know about you having known you in high school? Um, I, I was used to be really big on the fedora. Oh, no. The fedora game was real strong with me. Why were we friends? Why were you friends with me? Uh, that's a great question. Figure what else did we know do? about you? So I, I was, pr- I was a pretty smart cookie. I was into computers. Uh-huh. I was into video games. Were you like any, any extracurriculars? Oh, I'm certain he was in extracurriculars. He probably did like debate for a little while. Okay. He's probably in anime club and comic book club. He may have been in student government at one point. We probably met in comic book club. Cool. Probably met in comic book club. Okay. Cool. Cool. Those were not words. Comic book club. Comic book club. Um, because, uh, I guess without further ado, I'll dive right into my little bud. Hi, uh, this is Chels, and I am playing Ezra Gable, who is a tall, very toned 23-year-old. He is lean, but very athletic looking. Ezra has, like, caramel-colored skin, is probably around 6'1". He's got very, very black hair to his chin. That he usually has pulled back and like clipped, pulled back and tied, or like swept to one side in like a very asymmetrical fashion. He wears slim cut jeans that are cuffed, old kind of like shitty converse, and he is wearing a gray short sleeve button up that has like faded blue stripes, three of them running across like horizontally. In school, Ezra was kind of a health nut. Ezra was a part of the swimming team and track and field, things of that nature. Lots of like very lean, but still very high athleticism sports. He brought the snacks today. He is the snack. He is the snack. <laughs> the snack. Question, what kind of snacks? I've got fruit leather. I've got protein bars. I've got granola and other things of that nature. That's kind of Ezra in a nutshell. He also has some like interest in art, though he's definitely not very good at it. He also likes comic books. More of like an admirer than anything else as far as artistic things are concerned. He's really, really into them. Like likes to read books, both art books and literature, but he cannot execute the skill that he admires so much. Another thing that you would know about Ezra is that he stopped coming to school senior year for quite a while, despite being like scouted. Other than that, uh, generally like a cheery person, got along with various cliques and was the floater, like would bounce between like different friend groups. So it was on pretty good terms with most people, despite being more of a jock, more of the athletic type. But yep, that's that's Ezra. So you're the cool Chad friend as opposed Uh, to like the shitty Chad friend. The gay Chad friend. You're the gay Chad friend. Also things that you would know is Uh that I have a little sister Uh and she's my fave and also... Uh, my, I have a single mother. All right, Shelby, who you got for us? 
whale, Trish Wilcox. Mm-hmm. She is about 5'3", so she is short. Yep. She's got long, russet brown hair that's usually, like, in either up in a, in a messy ponytail or a, a messy bun. And if it's down, it's kind of curly a little bit. Trish generally wears cargo pants or like camo cargo pants uh-huh. and, and just her style is very Jenna Marbles actually. Oh. She wears combat boots with it and usually shitty band tees. She probably went to these concerts, sure. but a lot of them are probably from thrift stores also. This like she did, she wasn't gonna buy merch at the concert. It's like a nineteen ninety six Metallica shirt. Yeah, <laughs> it's like yeah, I went, I went to that. Yeah. <laughs> she's got weird stories. Like it's like maybe I was a kid, my maybe dad took me. Yeah. She has a twin brother, mm-hmm. Damien, who also has like he he's got like shaggy brown hair. We have the same eye color, mm-hmm. which is a hazel. She was a softball bitch. Mm-hmm. She is a STEM lesbian, uh, if you know what that kind of aesthetic is. She had a best friend, Gabrielle, throughout high school. Mm-hmm. We would go everywhere together. We would go to practice and comic book club which is probably where how we, we all, all know each other. How we yeah. all know each other because she was a softball bitch, but also a mild art bitch. Gabrielle was more of the artistic one. She but was the spicy art bitch. Yeah, she was the spicy art bitch, and I was the sportsy bitch. And so we went to comic book club, and about a year and a half before we graduated, we started dating. We dated for four years, a couple years after high school. We didn't go to college, and... Suddenly we weren't dating anymore. (laughs) I don't think I've fully given you guys that story. You know that we were really happy and then suddenly we're not. And I'm, I like backpacked Nova Scotia. Can we do a quick, can we do a quick role play of how those kind of conversations go? So, uh, what the, what happened to you with Gabrielle? You know, just stuff. Yeah, yeah, stuff. You guys want fruit leathers? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good bit. Um, Good bit. And scene. So you know that suddenly they were not together, and I went on to Backpack Nova Scotia for a year alone, and I don't shut up about it. (laughs) (laughs) About backpacking? Yeah, you know, when I backpacked, um, that was really cool. It's just so transformative. It's very transformative, because as I was there, I became... Kind of a tree hugger. You guys know how like green a leaf can be. It can get like yeah. green. <laughs> she likes the green lettuce. <laughs> and I don't think you ever really appreciate like what the sun looks like when it rises in the morning. Like yeah. no one, you never see it. So she she never shuts up about that. And also, as she was backpacking, she saw a lot of deforestation and like signs of human life that she just started to hate. So. She started slowly becoming a tree hugger, like a like a big advocate against deforestation, and that kind of spiraled into being a vegetarian, which spiraled into being a vegan. And she's kind of like she's she's a low key vegan. She's not going to be shitty about that. She is vegan. She is vegan. She she's become this like. <laughs> nature gay basically has she gone from stem gay to nature stem gay yes and i am 24 i think that is i think we're this i'm one year older than you yeah and two years older than you i'm the youngest yeah 
I remember Ezra talking about like vegetarianism and how you guys you mm-hmm. started eating healthy and everything. So I took that to heart and started working on that after high school. So now we have the squad. You are driving down. Who's driving actually? Who's driving this bus? I probably shouldn't. I have astigmatism. Are we the only three in the bus? Yeah. I'll drive the bus. Aw, good boy, Ezra. I can't drive. <laughs> <laughs> you don't I, have a license? I do not have a license. Okay. You thought you, we should have walked. Yeah, we should have walked. Like, I backpacked through here. I know this area really so well. So I'm definitely driving. Yes. <laughs> so, with Ezra's hands on the wheels, you are driving down a long, long stretch of road in the middle of Nova Scotia. It is, what, nearly two in the morning. You have decided that to uh, to get to your concert in Ontario, you are just going to power through the night, and whenever you get there, you'll just rest. Do you guys have a name for this bus? Um, my character probably would have given something like the Ebon Hawk, or like a, like a very cringy nerd spaceship name. For, for what it is. Mine would have 100% put forward the veggie van. I'm gonna veto the veggie van. Why don't we call it... I don't know. Something fun. Something sci-fi, something nature. Let's do something like uh, Polaris. I could fuck with that. Yeah. I like it. I like it. That's sure. good. Yeah, cool. So you or are driving... Polaris driving Polaris down this long stretch of road. The last town you passed was about 40 minutes back, mm-hmm. and uh, the nearest town is who knows. So you're basically in the middle of nowhere, so to say. There's no like streetlights or anything. You haven't seen a car in a good long while. So you are going down the road. How is business? Who's doing what? You've got all these taking the seats out of the bus, and there are blankets and pillows for whoever is not driving to crash. And hang out. My character is babbling about their opinions on the best extant DMs who do live play podcasts and streams. I am intently listening. I have no idea what you're saying. <laughs> I have no idea who these That's people good. are, and I do not have any clue about what D&D actually is. Uh-huh. I maybe saw Stranger Things like halfway, mm-hmm. and so that's the only context that I have. You know there's wizard robes and that's about it. So there's like wizards. I have definitely I have definitely tried to convince all of you to play Dungeons and Dragons with me. At some I have point. at some point. You have played D&D with me at yeah, some point. Yeah, okay. No. You were backpacking. You not cave to no. it. Yeah, I I in high school I actually, she always said no and then she went backpacking for like I a year so. <laughs> I was fair. always with Gabrielle and Gabrielle wasn't interested and I just wanted to go and fuck my girlfriend instead of like play this nerd shit. So is, Okay, okay, so it's really simple, right? So it's like it's like a dice game where you make believe that you're a person in a fantasy world, right? But and why? When you because it's fun. Like you play pretend when you're a kid, right? Like no. You, you play pretend when you were a kid? No, you I was acutely like... aware of my surroundings and myself as a person, so. Oh boy. Um... What an awful kid. <laughs> <laughs> hey, you, just... guys, uh, you guys want to listen to some music or something? Yeah. 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 Uh, what do you want to listen to? What's, what sounds good? Um, I, burned, wanna... I burned the soundtrack to Portal 2 with the CD. You think uh, can um, we turn on some like classic rock? 
Uh, I could really go for some ACDC right I've now. got power metal CDs. Power metal? Like power metal? It's like rock, but it's like more. I've got uh, a couple bands. I've got Glory Hammer. I've got the Proto Band. I've got Blade Guardian. i got... Question for the DM. Is this present day? Yeah. Cool. I have an ox cord, guys. I mean, I, I guess... Oh, no, I got it all on my phone. Yeah, I don't, I don't know what a CD is. <laughs> I don't know what a CD is because I was born in 1997. <laughs> <laughs> it was a 1997 baby, I take offense. No, he no, he's 24 right now, so he would be... Oh, I was born in 1996. Uh, I don't know what a CD is. <laughs> If, if no one stops him, he's going to grab an ox and begin playing a song called The Unicorn Invasion of Dundee by Glory Hammer, which is a <laughs> epic fantasy-themed orchestral piece. All right, yeah, uh, I let you for sure. I'm like, you take it and you plug it in. I'm like, what do you do? Plug it sick. Okay, all right. Yep. Trish is, like, mildly revolted, but also mildly entertained. It's power it's metal, dude. It's I know. Good. Music. It's pretty cool power metal. So Just I, the fact that it's yours, that it, came from little, you, like, is why I'm a little revolted, but I'm fine with uh, it. The other thing is, like, so, so there's, like, a Swedish guy, not Swedish, he's some sort of, some flavor of Scandinavian man singing these lyrics, and the English isn't, like, perfect, but Miles definitely knows all of the words and is sort of singing along with it. It's like, um, like, 99 he's got, like, balloons. Trish is yeah, very impressed. Yeah, that yeah. Uh, and he's doing, like, he's doing, like, some little finger wiggles that imply that he's playing the guitar and like, he does not know how to do this. Some, uh, shitesy air guitar. Yeah. But, like, the guitar is far too small. So, like, like one hand, one hand is fiddling with strings by the nipples, the other one's down by the belly button. Yeah. An impossible guitar playing position. So how awake are you guys? It's about two in the morning. You've been driving probably since, I want to say 10 a.m. I'm not yeah, I'm I'm pretty tired because I'm the nobody get turned like switches out with me driving. I'm I, the only I physically can. can drive. My character is still very nocturnal from a long habit of all nighters and sleeping all day. So I think we woke up at ten, started driving. I did my shift and then was unconscious for six hours. So I think <laughs> I'm feeling good. Yeah, he's the yeah. one to keep everybody awake. I'm the one that gets up at like 6 a.m. I'm, I'm not technically a morning person because I need at least a pint of coffee to be alive, but I will be awake and alive at 6 to 7. At the appropriate time. Yes. yes. Okay. The uh, golden so hours. Did you yes. say that Miles is the night driver? Yeah, I think so. So he's down to drive? Yeah, I think I think our shift change is coming soon. So you guys are about to pull over to switch Probably. Yeah. I'm asleep now. You, you you are listening to this power metal and like slowly yeah. knocking your head and then you just like bop This is really, sleep. this is actually pretty good. Mo- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There's like screaming guitars and very guttural vocals and you just. Yeah. I'm sleeping like a sleepy baby. baby. All right. Perfect. So you guys are driving and mm-hmm. Ezra pulls the car over and you guys do your little switch of positions and whatnot and you. Just get back on the road. You grab some snacks to be munching on. Wow. I have Funyuns. Fucking awful. I have Funyuns and Slim Jims. <laughs> that's oh that's most of my Ezra diet. Ezra has offered you like a like a fruit leather, and you're just like, oh. I feel I've, like I've taken a bite of a fruit leather, believing it to be a fruit roll up, and then was sadly mistaken. I feel like you pee Mountain Dew. <laughs> <laughs> I am pretty much pre-diabetic at this point. I'm not gonna get diabetes. Come on, it's not that bad. But his the, diet is horrendous. A big part of our conversation is we're just, dude, you need to eat at least one vegetable on this trip. Okay, Please. Miles Miles is hard stance, no vegetables. So as you guys, as now Miles is taking the wheel, suddenly a mule deer 
leaps in front of the bus. Oh, Jesus, fuck! I, uh, I slam on the brakes and try to swerve away from it. Need you to pull. Uh, okay. First pull! First pull. Wow, that was just, you just went in, you just did that. No hesitation. So it was the fifth level on the side. You slam the brakes and all three of you feel the van just go and lurch sideways and then you immediately twist it back the other way and correct it. I'm like, I like fall from my belt. What the fuck? It was a deer. And as you correct your hands on the wheels, another buck leaps in front of the car and you slam straight into it. You feel the whole bus lurch to one side and then skid and land in a ditch on the side of the road. Ah, shit. Did you have to hit it? Um, I tried not to. I didn't hit the one earlier. No one's, no one's going to hit. Hey, Miles. Good job on not hitting that other buck. Ah, I think I like... Hey, Miles, I, like, good job on not hitting on that other buck. Thank you. That means a lot. I like hit my Also, are you floor. okay? <sighs> yeah, I'm fine. Fuck, that just hurt. Oh, I'm sorry. It's okay. It's good. Uh, fuck. Where's my backpack? You hurt? No, I'm fine. Are you guys okay? I knocked my head a bit, but I think I'm fine. I think I'm doing good. Uh, Miles uh, reaches behind his head and scratches, and the hand comes away very bloody. <laughs> I, th- I think I'm not. Dude, you're... That is blood. It looks like it. It looks like it. Um, There's a couple, a couple little droplets on like the edges of your fingertips. Like mm. you hit the, the base of your skull on the window. I have a concussion. Could you hold up fingers? I hold up five. Okay, that's that's your whole hand. You need it needs to be like oh yeah, okay, middle finger. Yeah, that's cool, that's cool. Yeah. <laughs> no, I walk into that. I walk into that. You hear a <laughs> from behind the bus. Oh that's fuck, shit. we didn't see if that deer's okay. Oh no, shit. No, see that. Deer's not okay. It's not okay. You can hear it. It's not okay. Yeah, but we we can like help it. If its legs have been broken, the only way we can help it is by killing it. We should at least check. Yeah, yeah, we should do that. Well, okay. I think that's I think that's the best thing to do. I'm gonna look around for something like heavy or like sharp that I bus. might be able to use. Yeah, that's already very wobbly. Yeah, that's probably I, fine. Oh my gosh! Oh, I don't think this was <laughs> this was solidly packed together. No, it will. This so it's already like leaning like that. Yeah. yeah. So like I put it here and like there is clear. These boys down here are not very a stable. Bit of a wiggle. Wow, that's already very wobbly. Love that. Love that it. early on. Fuck. This is called this is called the danger game. <sighs> For a little bit of context, I run this game, the original version of this game, about a year and a half ago. Nobody lived. So I think we're we're gonna do alright. Yeah, I think we'll be fine. Mm-hmm. I think you'll be fine. Cool. You find a really big instruction manual for how to change a flat tire. It's like obnoxiously thick for some reason. It's like a big hefty book. Okay. That's still not something I could use to kill a deer, huh? It's like thunk. Like you could slam that boy on there. Are we upright? How did the... Your vehicle has driven into the ditch on the side of the road. The left set of tires are still-ish on the road and then the right side are just deep in mud. I want to try to find a flashlight so I can see. Use your phone. Okay. Yeah, you're okay. right. It's it's modern day. I will use my phone. I'll like, use one of these out. CDs. <laughs> I'll give you that. <laughs> reflect light. 
earlier in character creation, I thought that the the title of the game was like the year it was set in. So it's like set in sixteen sixty one. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I was so like, so flashlights, I, CDs, yeah. all, that. <laughs> <laughs> all things that they would have in sixteen sixty one. Okay. Anyway, cool. so um, you've you got your phone. You guys all still in the vehicle at this point. Um, I'm gonna try and get out of the vehicle and see how much damage it's done to the front. Okay. So, since I had my phone, do I have service? No. We're out oh. in the middle of nowhere. And then I got outside with the little book. Little thick book. Yep. You've opened like the back doors yeah. to the mm, to the bus, and you can see in the middle of the road is this mule deer. It originally had like a small rack of horns. One of them has just completely been broken off from impact from oh, okay. hitting the concrete. There is a large tire track over its stomach from when you hit it and then ran over it. Mm-hmm. Oh, poor, poor guy. Mm-hmm. Um, there's not a ton of blood. There's a little bit coming out of its nose, but it's like crushed ribcage, punctured lung, more like. He isn't doing all right. Yeah, he's trying to twitch and get his legs to move, but it hurts too much. Okay, I'm going to go put him out of his misery. You'll need to make a pull for that. Just the one? Are you mm-hmm. bludgeoning him with a book? Yeah, I'm going to bludgeon him with a book and maybe with the... Could we just run over him again? <laughs> you think he can get the bus out of the ditch? Uh... Maybe use the book. <laughs> yeah, so I'm gonna do that. I'm going to um pull you near please. Uh We're and pulling fifth from the bottom. Mm-hmm. In the center. Because there are a lot of loose ones on the sides right now. And but I don't think that's our best. She's wobbling. So She's very wobbly. It's an unfortunately wobbly initial tower. Love her. I'll get right back to you, Chels. So Miles has gone around the front of the car. You see that one of the headlights has been smashed. Mm -hmm. And then the glass on the other one has also been smashed, but the light is still on. Mm -hmm. There's a big dent in the bumper, Mm -hmm. but it seems fine. The damage isn't too terrible. It's mostly like superficial to the bus. Like the engine is still fine. There's no... And we have a headlight out. Other than those things, like mm-hmm. it's still like run. Yeah, it's it's besides that one headlight, it's pretty superficial. Okay. Um, and then the fact that it is stuck. So how stuck in this ditch is it? Is this a small ditch on the side of the road that's two or three feet down, or is this like? It's like a four foot. Okay. That's not too bad, but it sucks. Uh, and it's at a weird angle, so like I can't just like back out of it. No, you'd have to do things. like a weird maneuvering set. Gotcha. So Ezra has this book. You lifted it over your head. You slam it down. Were you trying to hit it right in the skull? Or... Yeah. God. God. You slam God, it down as it. hard as you can. It lets out one last pained ble- bleat and then stops moving. And as you look up with the book no longer in your hands, you see the other mule deer buck on the other side of the road staring at you. Cool. Well, that buck's seen a lot in the last... 10 minutes. It stares at you and kind of stomps its hoof on the ground and snorts at you and then turns its head to the other side of the road and with some ear flicks runs off. The direction that it has looked, you see a large pillar of smoke. Something on fire? That's what it looks like. I've climbed back out of the ditch. Well, well, the bus is intact. Uh, If we could just get it out of its ditch it should still run oh boy uh, it looks like there, there's a, a, a fire up the road no um, so it's probably f- best to get out of here oh boy i mean a fire could also mean people 
how far away does it look? Like, can we get any sense of, like, how distant the fire is? It's not a big fire. Like, it's not a large, thick... It doesn't look like a forest fire. It looks like a campfire mm-hmm. or something nearby. Or maybe a bonfire. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'd say let's try and get the bus out of the ditch. Like, if we could get yeah. the bus out of the ditch, you know, we will need to talk to these people, but otherwise... We yeah. might need help getting out of the ditch. Oh, so. God. Yeah. Um, this is really hard to look at. I feel, um... Yeah. I feel horrible. Is oh, that normal? Yeah. Yeah, I well, feel not good about this. That's like yeah. yeah, okay, you know, he just jumped in front of the car, you know, no big deal. Yeah, it's my fault. Fuck me, I guess. Um You're the one who just said you feel horrible. Yeah, like, I feel bad, but like you're supposed to be like, oh no, it's not your fault, Miles, you're okay. Not like fuck you, Miles, you bitch. I didn't say any of that. Well, I'm not, I'm not directing that at you, I'm directing that at fucking Trish over here. I just, I just don't like the fact that we just fucking well, took this animal's life. I don't like it either. I feel bad. You know, I just want you to. I appreciate me. the fact that you feel bad. I'm sorry for for making you feel worse. Okay, thank you. That... This is I, I I hit my head and I am not happy right I'm so, now. I'm sorry you hit your head. This is very unfortunate. I didn't mean for you to happen. Let's get the bus oh, out. Good talk. Let's get the bus out. Okay. Hey, wait, 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 wait. One second. Uh, Miles, let me see the back of your head really quick. Uh, yeah, of course. I'm just gonna like use the shitty random napkins just to block mm-hmm. block the blood. Yeah. It's still like, slowly trickling. It's like two parts blood, four parts grease. Vomit. <laughs> <laughs> um, is it like actively bleeding? It's active, but it's very slow and not very heavy at all. Okay. Well, so when I like wipe it and press it, it's just like just where in the area stays like kind of where it is already. Just, so it looks like it's already like coagulating. Mm. Do we have a first aid kit for some Neosporin? No. Well, you That's stupid of a backpacker to not have. <laughs> you go on a music festival. You don't think you need it. You're right. Oh, were we going to a music festival? Did was I not that the say that? Yeah. yeah. So we're going to a music festival. Who's playing? Who is playing? Everyone. My chemical Everyone. romance. <laughs> I'm, thinking, I'm thinking it's like some sort of rock tour. I think there's some more like trad rock things. And there are like a few indie bands that do like power metal. Or, like, yeah, I think that's something that everyone that here would vibe with. Yeah. The front leading band is a band called The Mythics and the Cryptids. Okay, yeah, he's into that. Yeah. He loves them. Okay, so I think what I'm going to do is uh, once Ezra is done tending to my head, mm-hmm. I think I'm going to try and start the engine and see if I can either wiggle the car out or if we can push it out of the ditch. Just trying to maneuver the, the bus to try and get it back onto the road. Okay. You get behind a wheel and try and like rev that engine and it's just not... Mm-hmm. It's like not turning back on. Oh, really? Mm-hmm. Okay. This isn't turning back on. Uh, I'm going to take a look under the hood, I guess. Do you know what to look for? Y- yeah. Yeah, I know what to look for. Okay. I don't know what to look for. My dad works on cars. I don't. <laughs> you prop that sucker open. I go, uh-huh. oh, yeah, that's uh, that's not good. The um, What's wrong with it? The, the carburetor belt is... Um, Finagled. Finagled. Finagled, yeah. Is that a technical term? Uh, no, it's, a. Uh, it's broke. Jesus shit. So he doesn't know anything about cars, but if something is, like, obviously snapped in half, I think he'd notice, like, if something's just broken. There's, like, steam coming out of it. Mm, yeah, that right there. That's a, in Star Trek, that's a coolant leak. I have no fucking idea what it is here. Yeah. But it's not good. It's, it's really not good. <laughs> well, shit. And as you're having this conversation, you hear a very distinct shout of a human man from the direction of the campfire smoke. Let's take a break. Fuck.
Hey guys, it's Mark, your favorite game master and writer of 1661. I hope you're enjoying the first episode of The Dread Dome. I wanted to stop in, say hey, and express how incredibly grateful we are here at Honeystack for your continued support. Since we've launched our media and now our website and podcast, we've received nothing but love. From our actors, to our advisors, to you guys, our brand new listeners, everyone has been beyond incredible. So we just wanted to take a moment to shout out our thanks and encourage you to keep the love coming and stay tuned for more fun. Check out our social media at Honeystack Studios on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok, and at It's Honeystack on Twitter. And get excited. We sure are. We couldn't do what we do without you guys. So thank you from the bottom of our hearts. Now, without further ado, let's get back to the game. Hey everybody, welcome back. You guys just heard uh, the shout of a human man from the same direction that you're seeing the smoke rising over the trees. Uh, did that sound like a, a like person? a scary yep. shout? Uh, or like a fun shout? Or like a... It sounded kind of like a... That sounds like less, pain. Less animalistic. That but... sounds like pain to me. Yeah, um, no, that sounds like uh, maybe that fire isn't intentional. Maybe, um... Maybe he fell. Or, or maybe that fire isn't intentional. Uh, I mean, it looks like it's a pretty small fire. For now. Or maybe it's far away. It might be... Do we think it's a... smaller, or is it far away? It's not very far away. Hmm. Yeah. It could probably be a camper that is in distress hmm. in some way. So, I, I think they're probably our best bet at getting out of here. Especially with the bus broken down, and uh, I don't have cell service right now, so. No. But I really don't want to go over there. Um, Was it like an hour straight shot on on this road? Yeah, we've been driving for a while. We're not close. We're, We're not, not close, close anywhere. Anymore. I guess he's our best bet. Maybe we can help him out. If we he's... might be his. So let's. Um, yeah. I want to grab the horn that was bust off the the antler, not horn. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm just gonna grab it. It's about They're pretty hardy. Mm-hmm. It's about uh, six inches long with a curve, and it's got three prongs on the end. Cool. I'm just gonna. I wanna is, is the like landscape... throw it in the air, catch it in my hand, and then just reach behind myself and tuck it back in the back. You're gonna get scratch your back with it. Is the landscape? Yeah, is the landscape behind us like wooded? Yeah. Or is this mm-hmm. like thick trees? Those are thick trees. Uh, I'm gonna try and find a stick. Like a big old stick. Pull that ding. There. You get like a like a big walking stick. Um, it is my wizard staff. My, and sorry, I am you get a big wizard staff. I gained the staff of Sephiroth's Soul Cinevar, Arch Wizard of the Ninth Realm. I want to go into the bus and grab my backpack and just pack some essentials. Okay, I'll let you take three things. As someone that is obsessed with their time as a backpacker, would I have any survival gear? Give me a, a like specific gear. Um, like a paracord bracelet? Yeah. I definitely would have had that just aesthetically. And also for... I'll give you that. Yeah. Like I will say it is six feet of rope. It's six feet of rope. Okay. Pocket knife. I'll give you a small Swiss army knife. A small Swiss army knife. Um, honestly, my first, my instinct is to stay like toiletries. I'll give you a pack of tissues. <laughs> I'm going to need them for later. I'll give you a full body towel. I would I would go with the tissues honestly tissues yeah cool if you want all three you have to make a pull okay on those bottom two levels yeah there you go this one yeah on these bottom two levels the outer two are 
it's like super super wiggly. There's also one literally about to fall out like right there. Easy, easy. I know. Beautiful. If you could fix that one, Shelby. Can I do that right now? Yeah. I'm just got the same hand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's why I fixed the Wait. top. <laughs> I took like the or the fourth from the bottom, middle one. So it's already have... three middle ones in a row. Yeah, we're getting low on middles. Mm-hmm. Cool. All right. You start heading in the direction of, of this fire that you're seeing. You uh, begin walking through this very dense forest. Every once in a while, you can hear like the chirping of bugs and stuff. But there isn't much noise besides the crunching of just sticks underneath your feet. I am terrified, but I am secretly loving this. Because this is very much like adventuring party going out into the woods. And he doesn't believe anything terrible is happening yet. Nothing's so. happening. Yeah, nothing's about? happening. I'm heading the... Well, one of us is probably heading the pack. I'll head it because okay. I've, I've... You've got I've, the light. Yeah, I'm like, I know this area. I don't know this area. I was going to say, <laughs> just because you backpacked Nova Scotia doesn't mean you possibly in- could have backpacked every <laughs> piece of Nova Scotia. Let's do this, yeah. let's do this in character. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, I, I guess I'll lead us. Um, I, I know this area very well. Like I back, you know, I backpacked around uh-huh. here yeah. a while back, and it, it, nothing's really changed. Um, do you? Did you backpack like all of it? Like you were here? I mean, it, it was a significant portion. Okay. For the for the GM, um, I'm gonna take since we're still like kind of out where we are. I'm gonna rip a few pages out of that book, the manual. Uh-huh. I can't imagine that they wouldn't have a Sharpie or something for artists to, like, sign memorabilia with. I'll give you that. So I'm going to use it to make a mark where the the bus is. And then where, like, objectively the area of the fire is. I'm trying to make a makeshift map. Kinda. Okay. Yeah. And I'm just going to put little directional markings on it. And it's just those two marks and then, like, a north, south, east, west. <laughs> All right. Cool. So with Trish leading the pack, you guys continue through this uh, big stretch of forest. The only light besides Trish's phone is the little bits of moonlight that are slowly trickling in through the trees. What kind of moon is it? It's a waning crescent. A waning crescent. Okay. Awesome. So it's not so it's not very bright. There's just like a little bit of it. Yeah. So it's pretty dark out here. Okay. It's dark. Okay. I see what you mean about the stars. They're really pretty. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Like the, the city really washes out all the, the beauty, you know? Yeah, space is cool, man. Yeah, it really is. Hell yeah. Yeah, I, I love it. And you, and you know, like, nature itself is just fucking great. Like, you hear that weird, like, ringing noise? Like, that's a cicada. They're really cool. Um, as you guys are walking through just every once in a while, making a little bit of conversation, you hear behind you some leaves crunch <gasps> it's probably just like a fox or something i pointing my stick at it as if it was about to unleash a fireball what are you gonna do hit it with your stick uh, probably <laughs> it's fine i'll just i'll head up the back miles while you're while you're walking just like grab here just grab the the little loop on the top of my backpack yes, just huh? grab it yeah i got it i'm gonna move sideways backwards kind of so i have my eyes behind us just uh, yeah, eyes behind us. I think that's a good idea. It's probably nothing. Like, there's little critters around here everywhere. So. Well, yeah, but I mean, if we run into a moose, it's over. You're not wrong. You are not wrong. They get mooses around here? Yes. I thought that was like a like a stereotype. How long have you lived here? <laughs> Do I look like I go outside to you? 
I mean, no, but if you've driven anywhere, I'd expect your parents to give you I don't know what a CD player is. Let's, let's drop the subject. <laughs> kind of hard to miss. So are you guys still just walking forward? Yeah, I think walking we're going towards. Forward. Yep, and I'm walking. I am now like moving backwards, but I'm not losing what I am because Miles' hand is on the loop of my backpack. It's it gets increasingly sweaty. Yeah, it's very sweaty. <laughs> the longer he holds on. Oh god. And as you guys continue walking, you've walked for about 10-15 minutes now. Mm-hmm. The smell of burning wood starts to tingle your nose and starts to kind of enter the air. You smell wood and charcoal. You continue walking and the moon starts to shine through a little bit more and the trees open into a clearing. And in this clearing, there are three tents, just like your your standard old tiny tent with sticks holding them up and large draped pieces of fabric tacked down into the ground. There is a fire that is only like barely lit, like just little hints of red and orange in the coals. And uh, you see cooking supplies, like somebody was about to make a meal. Mm -hmm. And you see a body. I run over to it. Oh shit. You get closer to this body and you see, just from like an initial look, it is a stomach down. It is a man, a white man in his 40s-ish. And he is wearing a um, deerskin jacket and leather pants. And he doesn't look right for some reason. Is it cold outside? Nope. He... Doesn't look right like the clothes are weird or doesn't look right like his body seems odd? Clothes. Clothes. Do they look old timey? They look old timey. Um, I think we found a bunch of LARPers and he's fucking dead. What the fuck? Is he like not breathing? Is there blood at all? Take a bolt if you want to take a beep. Ooh. There's plenty of them. I'm just trying to see. Yeah, that came out super. Third from the bottom, one of the sides. So what you do is you grab this man by the shoulder and you flip him onto his back. And now you see that a large slash has gone from about clavicle to belly button. His rib cage has been pulled open and his intestines are half eaten. What the fuck? I vomit. You do I that. just Miles kinda like clutches onto his mouth and takes a few running steps and just yeah, I move my body to where when he turns back around he'll see me, my back, and not the body. That, oh god. What the fuck? What I, the fuck? I, I don't vomit, but it's a near thing and I just kinda like walk away. Uh, just a couple of feet around the campfire and just like stare into the ground like Whoa. You see that this man has a scruffy beard with little bits of gray in it and blue eyes that are now just staring hazy at nothing. There is uh, a little bit of blood dripping down his chin. His face is stuck in a horrified expression. Could a moose do that? I, no. What the fuck? No. No, we're not. We don't need to worry about a moose right now. We need to worry about whatever did this. And whatever did this is going. Are there mountain lions up here? A mountain lion wouldn't do this. A mountain lion wouldn't splay open a person. Mountain lions don't bother people. You should know this. I mean, well, they if you if you provoke them in any way, like uh, like if you provoke any animal, like a fucking bear will do this. I mean, a bear might do this, but. 
the likelihood of campers, people who have camping material, provoking wildlife is slim to none. Well, it's, it's dark. You never know. I mean, I, I don't know. I, I What do you think could have done this? I don't know. Things don't do this. Um, I'm going to take a look at the cut that's running down this guy. You mm -hmm. said that he looked slit open from chest. Clavicle to, belly, to button. belly button. Do the edges of that splaying look like a big rough claw went like swipe? It doesn't. Or does it look surgical? It does not look surgical. The edges are like torn and then it looks like someone reached between this man's rib cage and went, went. pried it open. Gotcha. Uh, I, I take one look and look at the edges and go, Ugh. Um, I think an animal did it. Does it look like um, no, it a looks sword? Like I've been hunting for years. I don't hunt anymore, but I did hunt for years. I know what animals look like. I know what they. I know what what they do looks like. It just this doesn't look like. Maybe there's a maniac out here. Oh <sighs> shit! Oh fuck! Um... Where this man has fallen, he has fallen between the fireplace and one of the tents. Mm. The other tent has a big tear in the side of it, the tent that he has fallen in front of. And in the slits of it, you can see what looks to be another person. An alive, upright person, or a person that's going to make me vomit again? A person who is laying on the ground. I, I look in the tent and go, um, hello? Take Are you okay? A, take a pull to calm your nerves. Basically, center, center. Yeah, that's very center, center. Oh, oh. Um. She's tipping. She's tipping. Fuck. You can abandon. No, just push it back out the other way. I push it back out the other way. It's gonna fall like that. Not necessarily. You can put it back and you can abandon it if you prefer. Oh, shit. This tower is not doing us any favors. I hate this fucking tower, dude. This is much... He said, fuck CJ rides. Oh, 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 oh. Ooh! All right, she's out. That wobbled a lot less. Now you guys know which way to start pushing these tiles out. Fuck. God Especially damn. Anywhere to the right of this tower, it is going to fall. Yeah, left and right are bad directions right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, so you uh, take one fist and drip uh, the fabric of this tent off and you see another mm. man. He, his wounds are not nearly as gruesome. It looks like something just slashed through his stomach, like a, just a cross slash mm. and he died from a bleed out. A uh, single stroke? Multiple strokes? Multiple strokes. So like... Four. Like a bear claw looking... Bigger. Bigger. A big bear. A big fucking bear. Uh, I vomit again. Alright. I take a few steps and go... Ugh! Miles, uh, stop looking at them. When you, uh, I'm sorry, it's hard. When you uh, take a couple steps back to go throw up, you trip over a book that is laying on the ground. Oh, bleh, bleh. I vomited a little bit on myself because I fell down. <laughs> uh, like, uh, I oh, like wipe off my hands. I wipe it on the grass and shit. And I look at the book and I grab it. It is a leather-bound journal bound with string. Just from the initial looks at it, without having opened it, you mm -hmm. can see that it has been well written in. Okay, so it's like well-worn. Um... Mm -hmm. And on the front, it says 1662 to 1663, Journey West. Oh yeah, I think these are LARPers, guys. I found like a, like a journal. Oh, it's kind of old looking. 
Like a diary? Like a little, like an old timey like pioneer diary. Try not to touch it too much. Uh, yeah, this is probably a crime seed. I'm not gonna look in the book. Okay. I'm going to. I'm going to make the assumption that these people are larpers. I'm gonna set the book down. I'll make sure my prints on on things. I'm assuming that these people are just campers, and I want to see if there's maybe a flare or, or or like something around that can direct help to okay. us. Where where do you want to look? You said there's two tents. Yeah, there's three tents. Three tents. Three tents. One that is torn open and has the body in it. Okay, I want to go to not that one. I'll go to the the next, go to the next one over. Yeah. Inside this tent, you find a blanket, some spare men's clothing, and not much else. Does it look modern or old? Old. What the fuck? These guys really don't like modern t-shirts. Okay, I'll go to the next one. Inside the tent, you find a blanket, you find a spare set of clothing, you find a large butcher knife, and you find a piece of paper. I pick up the butcher knife and the piece of paper. Does it have writing on it? Or? It does. And at the top of it, are you going to read it? Yes. Okay. At the top of it, it says, The Jesuit Relations, 1661. What caused us greater concern was the intelligence that met us upon the entering the lake. Namely, that the men deputed by our conductor for the purpose of summoning the nations to the North Sea and assigning them a rendezvous where they were to await our coming had met their death the previous winter in a very strange manner. These poor men, according to the report given to us, were seized with an ailment unknown to us, but not very unusual among the people we were seeking. They were afflicted with neither lunacy, hypochondria, nor frenzy, but have a combination of all these species of disease, which affects their imaginations and causes them a more than canine hunger. This makes them so ravenous for human flesh that they pounce upon women, children, and even upon men like veritable werewolves and devour them voraciously without being able to appease or glut their appetite, ever seeking fresh prey, and the more greedily, the more they eat. This ailment attacked our deputies and, as death is the sole remedy among those simple people for checking such acts of murder, they were slain in order to stay the course of their madness. What the fuck? What'd you find? The, this piece of paper, it has a... It's like talking about uh, these people that went crazy and started eating other people. Um, like, it's really, really weird. So, more like more shit acting like it was from the 1600s. Uh, I think this is a LARP group. Is it like Wendigo stuff or... Here, and I hand it to him. Uh -huh. What the fuck is a Wendigo? Uh, it's like a CR6 monster. Uh, it was in... God, I'm trying to remember... The last edition to publish them. I know it was in 3.5. I'm pretty sure it was in Feed Folio. Uh, you're looking at me funny. I'm going to stop talking. Uh, it's like a mythological monster. It's like a people. They eat other people. It's like an Inuit myth of like a big guy. He gets real hungry and he it's eats. It's not just Inuit. People. They're most native people. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Native American myth. Um, it's a guy. He gets really hungry or like greedy or something, and he eats people, and then he gets okay. hungry to eat more people. So in D and D, it's a really cool monster. It doesn't have feet. So these larpers, what? This is just weird. This is some nerd shit. But these two pe men are dead. Yeah, that's fucked. I think like a like a bear or something was in here. Like this doesn't look like anything a bear would do. 
I mean, what else would do it? A bear would take their food, not open them up. As you are having this conversation, a large gust of chilling wind blows through the camp. It blows and rustles the tents. It blows out the remainder of the fire and it opens up this journal that you had picked up and starts fluttering through the pages and slams about midway open. I don't like this. I think we should leave. Uh, I second that, but I'm going to grab this because I don't know what it is. I'm going to pick up the journal and read where it's... We should just get back to the bus, get inside, and wait till morning. Uh, I'm going to do that. I'm going to do that. You've picked up this journal, and there are four folded over tabs in the pages. The journal's completely handwritten with ink. If you want to read it, I will read it. Yeah. You open to the first entry. The three of us have traveled west to try and reach the sea. We have spotted various large deer who have traveled in herds across the land. Groups of tribesmen had just finished a kill and were returning to their village. We stopped them and Jacques explained our journey to them. He translated back to us as a warning from the hunters. Keep the fire lit on these winter nights to keep the spirits at bay and to make sure we always have plenty of food to keep the anger out of our bodies. Hearing these words have chilled my soul. They did not explain further about these spirits, and that unknown factor is what I fear most. James is brash and thinks they are simply trying to frighten us off. If that was the goal, it might just work for me. December 24th, 1662. Look, this might just be a bunch of mumbo-jumbo, but I think we should get that fire back. Um, I think we should, like, leave. I think we should get this fire back, because if... Okay, this might sound silly... But they're, like, there's a, there's a massive population of Native people, Micmacs, where uh-huh. I'm from. And this is a story that I've heard, and that though it is, it is a legend, they take this very seriously. Those wounds do not look like wounds I have seen any bear in part. Bears don't really have a taste for people. They're going to take their food, which was untouched, not their innards. Mm-hmm. Why would you why would you go through as a bear, one of the laziest animals in the wild? Why would you take a person, go through the effort of killing him, open him up egregiously, take out his insides when there's a meal right there ready for you to consume? As soon as you've finished speaking this, another gust of wind flutters the pages in your hand and lands on another page. Okay, I'm gonna read it. Last night, something frightening happened. We made camp inside a cave, which while still cold, seemed to block out most of the wind. I made sure to keep the words of the tribe in the back of my mind, and sat up most of the night to make sure the fire stayed lit. In my haze, as I stared out of the mouth of the cave, I swore I saw a large beast. It looked bigger than the moose we'd seen, with hollow, sunken eyes. There were no hooves, only deformed hands with jagged claws. It let out large puffs of steam as it breathed. I wanted to scream, but felt as if I could not. After a moment, it turned and walked back into the snowfall and vanished. I thought I was hallucinating. When I told the others, James chastised me, telling me that my studies of the indigenous people have made me naive and stupid. I know we never should have brought him along, but honestly, I hope what I saw was not real at all. For once, I hope to be stupid. January 3rd, 1663. We need to get that fire back. So I don't want to, like, disrespect, like, your beliefs or anything, but, The like... person in this, in this book... Uh-huh. Who said that the believer was stupid, right? Uh-huh. 
I guarantee you the next entry that this leads me to, these have all been intentional, by uh -huh. the way. All of these have been chronological, though very, very far apart. There is a clear through line from the first to the second that I just found. I didn't touch the book. It's like a horror movie book. It's like a spooky like novel or something. Yes, I guarantee you, if this does this again, he will die. The pages flutter as another gust of wind hits you. I'm not touching the book. I'm holding it out like this, like already as an example, just to like prove it and it does that. And I look at Miles and then I read the passage out loud. Tonight was increasingly colder than the last. The last of our food supply ran out yesterday and the hunger has taken a toll on all of us. Jacques has done his best to scavenge for any edible plants, but at this point I've resorted to gnawing on tree bark. James has become increasingly agitated. I do not understand why he takes his anger out on us. We are all hungry and we are all cold. I simply hope we make it back to the settlement in one piece at this point. He has started to unsettle me. He speaks of nothing but hunger. When he becomes thirsty, I see him bite his lip until he draws blood, then laps at it like a dog. He speaks of nothing but insatiable hunger. He stares at Jacques and I as if we were prey, and he is a predator. I want this journey to be over. I do not know what he is thinking. I fear the spirits may have gotten to him. January 6th, 1663. Yeah, let's light that fire. I'm going to go over to where the fire was, uh, see if I can't push it around with the antler and like stir some of the embers because you know, like when fires die, there's still heat in the, in the base of the fire until it like pitters out because of the layers. Mm -hmm. I'm going to kind of fork them around and see if I can like find some glowing embers. As you uh, begin to take this antler and stir it in these embers, you all hear a distant roaring sound past the camp and the sound of sticks and leaves crunching and crunching and getting closer and closer and then you hear a very large uh-oh hey guys once again it's mark from honeystack studios Thank you for listening to the first episode of The Dread Dome. 1661 was written and run by me, Mark Alba, and features the voices of Chelsea Mack, CJ Zaleshnish, and Shelby Siemens. Thanks to Primal Sound Studio for our intro theme, and Mari Corsetti from Thistle Designs for our cover art. We hope you'll tune in next time, Monday, September 14th, for episode two of this thrilling saga. And make sure to check out one of our dramas, Audio Ephemera, that uploads next Monday in the meantime. I guess that's all for me. Until next time, stay steady, folks. <laughs>